dear brothers and sisters at uh, Bethany Community Church, I bring you greetings uh, from the Church of Rwanda. We've been praying for you, and uh, as well, we know you've been uh, praying for us. Uh, my name is Moses Ndahiro, and uh, glad that uh, the leadership of Bethany Community Church has given me the opportunity to share with you uh, the Word of God. I'm really grateful for the partnership that we've had for uh, many years. Uh, we are seeing God's uh, hand really uh, transform lives in the district of Musanze Church Empowerment Zone through the wonderful partnership that uh, World Relief has with uh, Bethany Community Church. So thank you so much for really your continued uh, support and uh, prayers. Uh, today uh, we will be reading, uh, I mean continuing actually, uh, reading the book of Joel. I know you've uh, gone through a couple of uh, uh, services uh, through uh, the book of uh, Joel. But today we'll be reading from um, chapter 2, uh, verses 28 to 29. Allow me to read. And it shall come to pass afterward that I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. Even on the male and female servants, in those days I'll pour out my spirit. We see these words that Prophet Joel um, wrote in the Old Testament get to be fulfilled in the book of Acts, chapter 2, verses uh, 11, we read, We hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, What does this mean? This was at the usual uh, annual festival uh, where different nationalities could come uh, to celebrate the first fruits of the harvest and the receiving of the law. So people are seeing really uh, the wonders of God and people speaking in different tongues. And people uh, were really uh, wondering what is happening today. This is not usual. So Peter stood up and addresses the crowd. And then Peter with 11 raised his voice and addressed the crowd, fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem. Let me explain this to you. Listen carefully what I say. These people are not drunk. People were looking at spirit-filled people, and they thought they were drunk, you know. And uh, he had to really clarify this to them. Even as you get filled with the spirit, sometimes you'll say things, and people will really uh, think you're out of your senses. But this was not the case. Peter told the crowd there to listen carefully to what he had to say. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And he quoted again the same words that I read earlier uh, in Joel chapter 2 verse 28 and uh, 29. God, uh, the spirit, applies the God, the work of God the Son. And the Holy Spirit, really, I want to highlight this, that is fully and completely a divine person who possesses all the divine um, attributes. Sometimes it's very hard to comprehend uh, for us because we can see 
the person in the Father. When we say the Father, we can't see the person. When we say the Son, but when we say the Spirit, it's difficult for us to see the person. But I really want to uh, bring to you today that uh, the Holy Spirit also has uh, the person um, and divine attributes as the Father and the Son. And the distinct role of the uh, the Holy Spirit is really to um, unify the will of the Father and the Son and to be in a personal um, relationship with both of them. The personal nature of the Holy Spirit is also uh, revealed in the title given to the Holy Spirit, and this is the Comforter, the Helper. These are attributes that are of a personal uh, nature. The Holy Spirit brings really um, an understanding uh, within the body of Christ to have the honor of God, to desire for unity, and it's only when you're able to see uh, these, the honor, the respect, uh, the obedience of God, the unity, that you start to see believers um, walk in the spirit. And this is why Christians are reminded uh, in the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, uh, 1 to 3, to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. We live today uh, in difficult times, uncertain times, turbulent times, where we have COVID-19 that has really uh, put all our plans off the table. Uh, it has changed uh, the way we used to look at things, and we are living really uh, in the new normal. In addition to that, uh, specifically for the U.S., it's the season that you're going in after the elections, before and even after, that there are many unknowns, there are many things that have uh, emerged uh, in this season. And uh, what we even see from the African uh, side, we realize that uh, there are many unknowns and the effects actually of your elections. You should see the disunity it has uh, not only affected the U.S., but also people really <laughs> sit and argue about um, the... Republicans, the Democrats, and uh, it has become really a contentious a topic, uh, not only for you, but uh, all over the world. But today I just wanted to remind um, one another that really our calling is to uh, be unified. Uh, I was having a conversation uh, yesterday with uh, a bishop, and uh, he reminded me something very important about the functionality of the body um, of Christ. He said that, you know, some of the roles within the body that we have may cause a sense of discomfort to other parts of the body. And he gave an example that uh, when we eat, our food gets into our stomach. After a certain time, it is sent out. And that effort of sending it out really causes a very bad smell, and that affects the nose. 
So, which really was uh, very profound, and it, it doesn't, some parts of the body will do things that will cause a sense of discomfort to us, but it doesn't mean what they're doing is wrong. They're doing their job, but they just do it the way maybe we are not used to, that we don't like. And at least as a body of Christ, we should be unified. And the word of God says that uh, when they see us as one, then they will know that we were sent uh, of the Lord. So back to Joel uh, chapter 2. We see that uh, what Joel had prophesied in, uh, in the Old Testament is manifested uh, in the book of Acts. But really, it was the acts of the Holy Spirit empowering the apostles, and hence the book of the Acts. It was the Holy Spirit engaging and equipping uh, the apostles for the miraculous um, acts that we did see, uh, that we continue to see even up to today, that uh, really, um, when you're empowered and you're filled with the Holy Spirit, that it will choose... Uh, the way to function. It could be through the speaking of the tongues. It could be through the miraculous acts. But we also know that one of the manifestations today that actually the world desires is to experience the sweetness and the blessings that come out of the gifts uh, of the Holy Spirit that uh, we all see in Galatians uh, chapter 5. So this is a very important reminder to us that as a body of Christ, at least during these difficult times, when people are very vulnerable, when the rates of unemployment are very high, that we need each other to help one another. That when there are very uh, high level of disagreements between who is right, that we actually need to um, unify. It doesn't mean we'll have the same agreement on our our views, but we can still have unity in the midst of uh, our diversity. And I think that is very important to always remind one another that uh, we should respect one another for our differences, but uh, God calls us to um, love one another and be uh, unified, and that is uh, a high standard that God has really set uh, for all of us as his followers. The spirit is poured on all fresh. Now, and the prophet unpacks it for all of us. He pours the spirit on the sons and daughters. Not only the boys, but the sons and the daughters. So that is across gender. So women and men can be spirit-filled and can be spirit-laid. Uh, Male and female servants, not only the rich, but the poor and the rich, all equally get a pardon uh, with the Holy Spirit. Not only on the Hutus and the Tutsis for my context, all the blacks and the whites, all the Africans and the Chinese, but on all flesh, we get the Holy Spirit if we believe and accept uh, in our Lord and Jesus Christ as our Savior. So this is a wonderful, and this is actually good news to us, that we can partake uh, of this uh, blessing because Christ said that it would actually be to our advantage if he left, 
that will send us the Holy Spirit to indwell um, within us. And uh, But you should be asking yourself, why the Holy Spirit then? What is the benefit? What is the advantage? But we see over the history, even in the Old Testament, that Spirit-filled people always repented. In the midst of their sin, in the midst of their evil, that the first thing what the Spirit brings to your heart is to repent and cleanse your heart so that you can commune easily, so that you can really um, understand and partake of the revelations that uh, God wants to um, pour on you. And I think uh, it's uh, a reminder to all of us today that uh, we search our hearts and really see where have we gone wrong? Where have we shamed people? Where have we named uh, names that really do not um, glorify God? Where have we uh, committed sin and uh, repent, but also encourage uh, our communities, our households to self-assess and get into a point of um, repentance? And this will require really us to turn all the way um, around, you know, turn around. And when I say turn around, it is not to turn to 90 degrees, but it's a full turn of 180 degrees where you will really turn towards uh, your Savior uh, and King Jesus Christ. So really we should be able to stand. I know it's a very difficult um, process, but it is possible to turn from hatred to love, to turn from unforgiveness to forgiveness, to turn really from injustice to justice. And um, this is what the word of God requires of us. Uh, in uh, Second uh, Chronicles 7.14, we see the word tell us that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I'll forgive their sin and I will heal their land. In Rwanda, during and after um, the genocide, different people of God prayed days and nights. People fasted. People repented on streets. People repented in stadiums. Many songs were composed to heal hearts. And this brought really a healing um, on our land. We did see people in prison repent, people in households uh, repent, people in gachacha courts uh, repented. So there was really uh, a wave of uh, repentance and forgiveness on this land, and that um, I think has liberated us to where we are. That doesn't mean we are not uh, continuously uh, uh, falling, but we continue to repent. But it was during the 1994 uh, genocide against the Tuts that just right after the people had survived realized that the only way to move forward was to bow down before our Lord and repent on the scene um, of the land. And uh, God had our prayers and uh, today uh, we are grateful to see that we've seen really a significant um, progress. Um, the other thing that comes out of the outpouring of uh, Holy Spirit, after the repentance, is to be really um, engaged into uh, re the rebuilding of your society. 
not the kind uh, of rebuilding that requires to fight, but the kind that requires really to change hearts and change lives and change um, individuals. Changing society is not to be um, accomplished by signing petitions and marching against uh, some particular institution or group or party. Instead, changing society really uh, requires uh, changing hearts. Changing men and women um, has been the only way to really uh, rebuild um, societies. In Rwanda, between uh, the post-independence in 1962 uh, and 1994, Rwanda was run under divisive and uh, discriminatory ideology, where the successive uh, regimes described part of its citizens as foreigners, enemies, and moles in the open. You can tell the evil that was involved in the naming and really um, creating, uh, dehumanizing a certain uh, group of the people in the land. The Tuts were denied education, jobs, and other rights, including trading licenses and driving permits, to mention but a few. But right after the 1994 genocide against the Tutsi, the land did see a lot of trouble and a lot of tragedy that really did come out of uh, this uh, politics that really uh, ran on uh, discrimination and the divisive uh, efforts. We did see thousands of handicapped uh, people and children. We did see highly divided, suspicious, and um, traumatized population. The judicial system and other state management mechanisms had been really totally uh, destroyed. No food, no shelter, water, health, and schools. During this time, everything in Rwanda was really uh, a priority. But we thank God that after the people had prayed, people had uh, worked hard, that the only way for this country to be rebuilt was the journey of unity and reconciliation. And that didn't come by default, but it came out of people realizing that really if we looked at all the options that were being given to us, the first option was to say, let us divide this land into Hutland and Tutsiland. Let us get this land and connect it to Burundi or connect it to DRC. And that was the hope of uh, the broken nation uh, we had during that uh, season. But it doesn't matter how deep or how painful you've uh, gone through a season. There is always hope that God can turn your situation upside um, down. Today, we are grateful for the vision and the government that we have that has really put unity and reconciliation at the heart of uh, what we are. And uh, I don't know where this country would be if we didn't have the efforts that uh, have come out of uh, really trying to undo injustice with justice and uh, replacing hatred uh, with a need to love um, one another. The National Unity and Reconciliation Commission that uh, we have today in Rwanda is a cornerstone to all of this. And uh, we've seen really a rapid uh, transformation. We are seeing opportunity for education for all um, the abolition of the ethnic uh, label in our national ID is now history. And all these things have really helped uh, us to be where we are. This was not done uh, by other than the Rwandan people themselves. Yes, there were people that uh, joined the Rwandan population on this journey to rebuild uh, the country 
but God used his own people, filled them with the spirit to bring the transformation that we see. And I believe that even for the same communities where you live, that God wants to use you to rebuild uh, the walls that have been broken within your community. They can be around the racial lines. They could be around, around the economic lines. But the, all the injustices, uh, God is not going to use someone else. God wants to use you. God is going to fill you with the spirit. And uh, God will use you in mighty ways to transform uh, your communities. The other thing that uh, we are required when we are filled with the Holy Spirit as we dream and see uh, visions is really to understand the importance of revealing the truth that is needed um, in the world today. There's a lot of information. Uh, now with even technology, uh, there's really um, a wave where you're seeing lots of information coming your way and the capacity to screen what is right, what is false, um, is really um, a troubling uh, moment and a challenge for uh, many of us. One of the things that uh, really will show that something is not godly depends on several things, but a few things that uh, really uh, would help in the Old Testament to tell false prophets was uh, their immoral uh, immoral lifestyles for they could commit uh, adultery and all um, sorts of sins. Two is there are always popularity seekers. That you will see it in most of the uh, false uh, teachers. They keep um, saying to those who despise me, Lord says, you'll have peace. They keep on saying, all will be well. Come on, let us not be gloomy. Let's not be pessimis pessimistic. It will all work out in the end. This is in Jeremiah chapter 23 when he was explaining uh, some of the uh, attributes of the false prophet. They distort the word of God. That's another thing we should be careful about that as we seek to reveal the truth of the word that we are really guided by the Holy Spirit to reveal uh, the truth that we can only uh, get uh, plainly in the word of God. The fourth thing is uh, false prophets False teachers uh, always, uh, they're just plain uh, plagiarists. Uh, verse 30 of Jeremiah uh, 23 says, Therefore says the Lord, I'm against the prophets who steal from one another's words, supposedly from me. Today we live in a world where you don't know the difference between this tweet and the other tweet who is saying what, what is the truth, what should I follow? And I think all these challenges, God has a solution, and that is the dependence on the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit uh, will guide you, as it is clearly put um, in the scripture here, that uh, in First Corinthians chapter 2, 10 to 14, that these things God has revealed to us by the Spirit. The Spirit, such as all things, even the deep things of God, for who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. What we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely uh, given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught 
us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual realities with spiritual taught words. And our calling today is really to explain spiritual realities taught with spiritual uh, words. So may the Holy Spirit guide us in this season where people are struggling to know uh, when this pandemic will come to an end, what vaccine to take, who is going to be the next uh, leader, the next uh, assignment you're looking for, the school to take your kids to. We really need the Spirit to guide us in this season where we have many um, unanswered questions and less answers uh, in this season. And uh, our hope is really uh, in the reliance on the Holy Spirit. So as I come to the end uh, of my sharing, I really want to encourage you to uh, spend some time and render your heart to God for a self-assessment, cry out to your Lord and repent. In any areas that you may have uh, wronged him, he's a loving and a forgiving God, and uh, he will answer uh, your prayers. He is a compassionate and a loving father. He will definitely hear your prayers. God is calling us uh, in this season to be uh, forth tellers, foretellers, but also the revealers of the truth of the word of God. We have seen uh, this in history. It's needed today. And there is no doubt that uh, God really wants to use each one of you, irrespective of your race, irrespective of your economic status, irrespective of your gender. God wants to use all of us because of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon your lives. And uh, that's the only hope the world has, that if the church can only stand and rebuild the society, then our land will be healed. May God bless you so much, and uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Bye-bye.